0: Well, welcome to hour two of the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. No Bradley. He is not accounted for today, he's not with us. Uh, he will be back later I don't know like what is time anyway but Holly and I are here with you yeah. uh, and uh, we this this article came out over the weekend and by the way I want to say thank you to our Twitter friend Liz
1: Twitter, friends? Twitter wow. friend Liz <laughs> we have friends
0: we do we have friends we are somebody uh, Liz tweeted and said uh, please don't overlook Gia Tolentio as the co-writer in the Britney Spears conservatorship story in the New Yorker I'm sorry Tolentino Uh, And she's right. That is absolutely true. Uh, The Britney Spears conservatorship nightmare story in The New Yorker is co-written by Ronan Farrow and Gia Tolentino. But this came out over the weekend. And it's a long read. Yes. But it is a worth it read.
1: Yeah. Again, if you're not subscribed to The New Yorker find a browser yes. that you haven't used and make sure you get one of your free articles because this one is worth it. Or you it could really just, you is. know, subscribe to. Yeah, yeah,
0: it is super worth it. And, um, listen, this is, uh, I feel like we are like now, this is like our third kind of, um, moment of reckoning with how much this conservatorship and, and frankly, the life of Britney Spears has been, a. a a prison for her. Mm -hmm. Um, the The first place where we talked about it was with the Britney Spears documentary.
1: Yes. And that was framing Britney Spears. That was the one we watched earlier this year that was produced by the New York Times. Right.
0: The second thing is when Britney actually spoke at her own hearing. And the third thing is this article. With each of those, I believe that the, the picture of what the conservatorship is actually doing to her and how it's hurting her and not helping her, it becomes more and more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and this article does a very thorough job in talking about not only how the conservatorship started, but some of the misunderstandings around the conservatorship, including the fact that Lynn Spears, Britney Spears' mother, wasn't even clear from go that this was a permanent thing. Yeah, this was always sold to them as though it was going to be a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. You also get a picture painted of Jamie Spears, her father, um, that further enhances the fact that he is not a positive force in her life. That's an understatement. Yeah, I but, was. Tra- you know, I don't know why I was trying to be nice. He's terrible. He's jerk. He's awful. He's a straight-up awful jerk. The first thing that, that like, this is the headline you're going to see everywhere is that upon signing the conservatorship agreement initially on multiple different occasions when pressed, Jamie Spears replied to people, I am Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Which tells you the tale of a person who is kind of drunk with the power of the pop star, that he sees his daughter as a brand And not necessarily as a human being.
1: Yeah, and when he does see Britney Spears as a human being, it's devastating the things that came out of Jamie Spears, Mm. Spears' mouth. So right when Britney Spears. So I'm just going to leap forward in time because this is also another headline that you will probably see about this article in The New Yorker was that right after Britney Spears was placed in a conservatorship or at least it was after the second five one five zero hold. So this was around 2008 ish. Before Britney Spears was set to appear on how I met your mother. Yep. Kind of like her comeback. Like she's, she's back. She's healing. Well, what Jamie Spears said while they were sitting in a room with the TV on, Mm -hmm. allegedly Jamie Spears told Britney Spears was you're fat. Daddy's going to get you on a diet and a trainer and you're going to get back into shape. Oof. Not like, Hey daughter, you've been through a lot lately. I'm glad that you're feeling better or I'm here for you. We Mm -mm. love you. You need to get help. We're here to support you. No, Jamie Spears was only interested in getting Britney Spears, quote unquote, back into shape. So further saying, Mm -hmm. Colleen, you know, he didn't see Britney Spears as his daughter. It was Britney Spears, the brand. The brand.
0: Right. It, it's it's all about how can I continue to make money off of her. Um, that is what drives the majority of his decisions as part of the conservatorship. And what's interesting, this actually makes me want to dig more into Lynn Spears. Uh, she's She has that autobiography, Still Standing? Did I make that up? That's not what it's called. She wrote a, an autobiography, a memoir. She has a book. She's got a book out uh-huh. there. Um, but what is interesting is the way that she's described in this uh, this article in The New Yorker as is as somebody who doesn't really push back. Um, they describe conversations with her in interviews for this article as her whispering, being concerned that somebody was going to catch her talking about the conservatorship you get this uh notion that that even she she doesn't mean to be complicit in this but it's like she feels hamstrung too right because she's yeah. in between you know everybody she's sort of at the center of all of this trying to manage all of it she doesn't quite know what is good about the conservatorship or what was once good about the conservatorship and how it's actually operating what you the other thing that you pick up from this and it's hard to It really does. I I hate to be a broken record. You really do need to read it in order to truly understand uh, the depth of this. But but what comes through loud and clear is how much this conservatorship is set up to only help the conservatorship
1: and not her. Oh, absolutely. One of the shocking. Well, I suppose I don't know. Shocking is the right word, but one of the things that I didn't understand in depth about Britney Spears's conservatorship before reading this article in The New Yorker was how Britney Spears was completely and totally controlled, One in one aspect in particular, how time and time again Britney Spears tried to uh, retain an attorney on her own mm-hmm. to advocate for her. But because of the way the the conservators shut, set up legally She can't do it and was blocked time and time and time and time again. Here's Britney Spears trying to advocate for herself, but legally she can't. And she is blocked. And the lengths that Britney Spears went to to try to reach out to people. For example, one of the anecdotes in this article is that Britney Spears literally went to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. She went to a Ralph's in Los Angeles, took a stranger's phone and called Sam Lutfi stole the phone stole stole this dude's phone yes and called sam Lutfy, her one-time manager mm-hmm. that was her manager in the late 2000s yeah and then the guy who owned the phone called sam back and was like britney spears just took my phone yeah. and she called this number what's going on yeah it's it, it's remarkable because what we see is somebody who
0: literally has had their rights completely stripped away and it's being controlled by people who should not be controlling her. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, listen, again, like I said, I feel like we're in this moment of reckoning. We've had it shown to us, and this is the third kind of pronounced way, right? Right. The documentary told us a story about kind of how Britney Spears became Britney Spears. The other thing I want to touch on before we go to break is that this article and also that documentary, uh, Framing Britney Spears... Framing Britney. Framing whatever. Framing Britney Spears. That's the one. Yeah, They both mention postpartum depression Mm -hmm. as being part of the catalyst for some of the things that we saw happen with Britney. And I am so, I I get aggravated and frustrated that 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 narrative keeps getting pushed down and not being told. Mm -hmm. Because... It is absolutely important to recognize that the majority of these things happened to her right after she had her babies. Yeah, and she had her babies very close together. That is, um, postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, all of these things are very real. Mm-hmm. And the fact that nobody was 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 paying attention to that, and that still gets left out of the narrative. Or when it does get put in the narrative, it is a passing thing. She very well could have been incredibly healthy after those episodes. But we are still treating her, and the conservatorship is still treating her, like she is incapable of managing her own life.
1: Oh, yeah. It goes back to the infantilization of Britney Spears in all of this. And, yes... Broken record, go read this New Yorker article Mm -hmm. because they lay it out in a very specific way about postpartum depression, about what Britney Spears was experiencing at that very specific moment in her life, yeah, and how it was used to control her, specifically the custody of her children, Britney Spears, that was used as a negotiating tactic, not even a negotiating tactic, a controlling mechanism yeah, in the yeah. way that they treated the custody of those two children. Again, later
0: in the show at, uh, at about 2.15, we're going to have another conversation about how, how the people around Britney Spears who have been associated with this conservatorship are starting to tiptoe back uh, and what that is going to look like. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, but next... We have some Benefit news. Um, guys, they're out and about. They're going on cozy strolls. Um, and, you know, Jennifer's just never been happier. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 107.1.